0: Millennials are grossly underestimated.
1: Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level
0: predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours and then you do that again for 40 years
1: and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Hello, powerful nonsenses. Hello. Ah, my (laughs) (laughs) arms. You damaged man. I'm a broken man. Completely broken. We've just... (laughs) I can actually... My voice is shaking, Jem. I didn't train the voice. I know, but my voice is shaking because my body, my arms are shaking. (laughs) He
0: can barely hold his teeth. (laughs)
1: Just (laughs) (laughs) Just got back from the gym and... This is, I think this is the first time we've done two days in a row for a long time of gym.
0: And we had hard sessions. And
1: two very intense sessions, and now I can barely feel my arms. Good stuff. So uh, I can literally feel my voice shaking.
0: Future Wayne will thank you.
1: Yeah, you said that, but it's now slightly in the future since you said it last time, <laughs> and I'm no more grateful than I was before. <laughs> um, so welcome to the show. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jem Yildiz. And this is the Powerful Nonsense podcast, the Millennial Podcast. Today, I think we're going to have a very deep conversation, I feel like. I feel like it's going to go that way. We're going to be talking about um, millennials and their fear of starting over and starting from scratch. Uh, this is actually comes from, well, I'll get into that in a bit, uh, but before we do that, we need to do our quote of the week so this one comes from big nasty
0: so you have to kind of rap it because it's actually from uh, rap lyrics did you know
1: uh, that? I, I have to rap the i ain't rapping no quote
0: Shall i just like drop his him doing it literally? go on go for it so here it is
1: i were not satisfied with scraping by i were not
0: what I like about that is he's talking about like his upbringing, where he's come from. And it's kind of this idea that actually, like a lot of the time we all, well, I know for me and yourself, we come from like working class backgrounds. You've mm-hmm. seen your family struggle in these certain jobs or complain about money or the issues from the area you, um, you live in. And these sort of problems and I think sometimes there is actually a lot of motivation in actually being unsatisfied with something it's not kind of putting yourself in that victim mode we've done a whole episode on that but it's actually saying okay this isn't what I want and this is what I know that people around me are doing which is why they're either stuck or they're they're kind of held in these positions and so what he's saying in this lyric is actually yeah you know what I wasn't satisfied so I did something about it and I think sometimes that's something that's good rather than just sit with that sort of anger and Annoyance at everybody else, and like I've been watching that, um, the island, and you got the rich against the poor. And then I need to catch up on that. One of the quotes on there, someone was saying, was like, Oh, yeah, they're always the rich are always stealing from us, and this and that. And people have these sort of connotations or these kind of um generic ways of thinking about other people, but actually, that's just you kind of allowing yourself, letting yourself off the hook rather than being accountable for mm. where you're at. Yes, they might be privileged, but that doesn't mean you can't do anything about your current situation and so I just like this lyric it's just like it was for me when I was younger as well like it fired me up to look at other people whose parents gave them handouts or they Mm -hmm. had the best trainers or they could buy the better skateboard or the best skates it didn't make a
1: new shiny car in sixth form yeah stuff like
0: that and it was kind of like you know what all right I haven't got that yet but I'm not satisfied with accepting that I'm never going to have that not that you need material things but it was just like it was enough to fire me up to say yeah I might not have it now but I can work to that and I can get that and I think That's sometimes a good motivation to keep in mind.
1: So, uh, we're going to get into what is essentially going to be, I think, the bulk of this episode, which is our story of the week. (music) This week, the story of the week comes from The Independent... Um, At the independent.co.uk, a very famous newspaper establishment. Um, British. British newspaper establishment. This story is about, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show, um, the majority of millennials staying in the same career or the same job sector um, because they're scared of starting from scratch and starting all over again. And um, it was funny because before we hit record today, uh, we were talking about this and we had both, before this episode was put together, we were both thinking about this quite a lot because we're seeing uh, friends and family and just people of our age, particularly kind of the late 20s, early 30s range of people kind of really starting to think about hitting system reset or begrudgingly hitting system reset or contemplating, but not actually doing it. Um, and it very, it feels quite timely to be talking about it. I think.
0: Yeah. I think I was speaking about this to my business party the other the other day. And I think like for a lot of people, when you've sort of come out of a uh, university like ourselves, which is like ages ago now, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so long ago, but like instantly it was like about, obviously everyone had their creative pursuits that quickly dropped away as they went into roles and got these new jobs or went into office work, and it weren't much actual thought went into what jobs they got. They just wanted a job that brings in a good income, means they can kind of move out. And I think a lot of the time, you've got to think when you come out of university, you're like early to Mm mid-20s. And so suddenly, then you get into a career, you get rolling. I mean, you slowly by slowly, you're building up this experience. You change job maybe every two years. You spend a bit of time, your pay goes up a little. And I think what happens is, is that actually people are happy with that money up to about 26 27 they're saving maybe um they've got quite good at the role they've had a few promotions and then I think as you get to the later end of your 20s you start saying well actually do I even like this role like it worked before because there was an income it allowed you to move out it allowed you to get that car you get to go out go on your little holidays every now and then but I think as you get a bit older and I think as you are getting to your sort of like later like later 20s early 30s I think you're becoming a lot more grounded as a person i think mm-hmm. you start to know what the hell you want out of life yeah and you actually start to like um me and my business partner was saying this i don't think many people financially plan what they want i know it seems a bit like yeah well you're in your 20s like doesn't really matter but then you don't even contemplate that well actually if i do want to start a family in my early 30s what am i going to need to do in my early 20s to kind of lay that foundation and so actually i think that it's a lot of which is okay, I guess, in your early 20s to kind of like be a bit free and wild, which which is what I like about what Gary Vee says all the time. But I just think that nobody thought about doing this. It's kind of like taste a lot of things very early on in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think people took that first bite and were satisfied with that for what they currently wanted, but didn't think ahead enough to say, yeah, but can I see myself being in this industry for this long? And then I think by that time, by the time you got to your late 20s, And you're thinking of these next stages of life, you've kind of got those handcuffs on. And that's why I think a lot of millennials are so against this idea of actually starting again. It's just a scary thing. But then at the same time, they've now found themselves kind of learned to know what they want out of life. And Mm -hmm. they've had to, and they're thinking, shit, if I take this massive step back, is that going to basically, have I wasted my whole 20s?
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because you always have, you always hear these conversations about millennials aren't loyal. They're always job hopping and this, that, and the other. But actually when you break it down, a lot of what millennials are doing is yes, they're job hopping, but they're job hopping into the same sort of role. Exactly. And obviously like there's an element of the CV allowing for that, right? Um, There's an element of, well, I have experience in this, therefore it makes logical sense for me to leverage that experience into the next job role. I think the hope always is when a millennial goes to a job that there's a clear career path. And I feel like that, because that's what we've been taught to do, right? Is always look for the next opportunity, always grow the CV, always, but that kind of happens by osmosis anyway. Um, And I think, I think there's something to be said for actually just as you were kind of saying, tasting all of these things, getting all of these different experiences and then coming into um, letting, like as Steve Jobs says as well, like worry about connecting the dots after the fact. Um, a good friend of mine um, has just got a new role as a production assistant. She's been... Since we left uni, she, she trained with me as uh, an actress. Um, since leaving uni, she ended up going into working behind the scenes in theatre, chaperoning. She started building a YouTube channel. She decided that's what she wanted to do. And then she decided to, that also she was going to work backstage. Um for X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and then she's been working in theatre the whole time she's been doing a bit of voiceover work for a colleague of hers and now has just landed a role she's for the last seven years she has been kind of trying to work out what the hell she's doing And now she's just landed a role as a production assistant for a small business, which literally leverages all of these different things. She's going to be running social media for people. The YouTube stuff plays in. She's going to be uh, assisting the director and producer on set and on location. She's going to be editing stuff together. Like literally all of that stuff that she's done has piled into this one thing. But she's not got there by by following a career path she's got there by tasting different things and then going that's the job for me because i've got all this experience and in many ways she feels like she's starting again even though she's not really starting again but she feels as though she is but i feel on the flip side the people that have the the millennials that have uh quote unquote figured it out And they've got their career, they've got their, they've got their house all of a sudden, they've got their, you know, they're married, they've got kids and whatever. Suddenly for them, and this was the conversation that me and my friend were having, suddenly for them, the idea of starting from scratch and just changing career is a scary prospect because suddenly it's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Whereas for her, you know, she doesn't have her own place. She doesn't have kids. She doesn't have a long-term relationship. Um she's like, well, I can, like, I can start again. And the only people that are judging me are me and my family. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of pressures on millennials to not start from scratch. And I think that's partly because, and I don't, I don't know whether our parents' generation had this to the same degree, but this whole idea, and we've talked about this years ago, Is one of our first episodes, I think. This idea of, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I don't know if our parents' generation had that to the same degree. I feel like for our parents' generation, you often... I might be completely wrong, but my perspective seems to be it was less planned and you just kind of fell into stuff. Yeah,
0: and then you just kind of consistently stay that I mean,
1: obviously, there was an element of these are the skills that I want to build and blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't like when I grow up, I want to be X.
0: No, I think you're just like, I'm happy I've got a job in this. There's potential progress. Yeah. It's consistent. I think, obviously, we would mentioned it before as well, about there's just so much choice nowadays. And so the options are so varied. And so you're always questioning, could I be doing something that's better? Could that be better? Mm-hmm. Well, could that be more paid? And so, because, again, we both have friends that fall onto both categories as ones that yeah. have been in their job since they left school and have kind of stayed in that industry. And they're, like, nearly 30s now, or our 30s, and, like, actually... Do I enjoy Do I enjoy the role? But it's kind of, it's giving me the money to get the things that I want out of life. And so, mm-hmm. do you know what? I'll accept that maybe for the next 30 years, which is scary, I'll just be in this arena, even though I'm not that passionate about it, but I know financially I'll still get my holiday and my house and whatever else. And that's a choice that somebody needs yeah. to take as a sacrifice. Or there's the other person that just says, you know what? I know who I am now. I know what makes me happy. And maybe I do have to take a little five to 10k pay drop mm-hmm. to accept that actually i'd rather be paid a lot less um and actually start to enjoy a career or to at least taste a career like my yeah. girlfriend um yesterday <laughs> just got a new job um she had an interview the other day she got the she got the job and then straight off she's like question oh no is that the right choice now and should i actually go forward and take it even though like, my job's consistent i like it? and i'm like it's so funny like mm-hmm. how we're so afraid of change and i'm just like i say to her all the time i'm like look Worst comes to worst, this new job, you take it, you hate it after three months and you can change again because it's suddenly in a very different industry. And I'm just like, well, why you've got the opportunity and why you're in a, a privileged position that you you might as well just try a little few things and see what happens. And I just think that on the flip side of that, that person that ha- doesn't is on the edge or is on the fence of, do I start again or do I consistently stay in this job and just play it out? Mm-hmm. I think what you need to do is just like, follow follow that that line forward just say okay if i do stay in this role what does 10 years 20 years look like yeah if i do leave this role and i do get something new what does that look like and maybe it's not as clear but you say well i know that's something that makes me happy Mm. and i think that's usually the kind of the point where you have to decide actually which is why people always say like look at that person who's 10 years ahead of you in that career yeah that's kind of like a visual version of yourself and it's kind of like then you can actively weigh up is this what I want? Yeah. If your if your if your plans are just family, few holidays, and a house, then yeah, maybe you're happy to take that sacrifice and decide. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Like I, I think one of my girlfriend's uncles, he just got made redundant. He was like, I've been waiting to get made redundant for the last five years,
1: mm.
0: and he's like, that's such a scary like the thought of it is like mm. wow. So that means you like hated your job. and He's got a long ass commute, and I'm like, so it because he didn't want to leave because obviously it'd mean that. He wouldn't get that big old redundancy pay. And he'd yeah. been in this company for like twenty, thirty plus years, and so he was just like, finally, he was so happy to be made redundant because he got this nice big payout. And it's like, do you want to be that person that hates yeah. your job so much that well, you'll just take it on the chin and t- basically you're at the expense of your life to do something you hate for potentially five right. years that well, you're not going to have. Well, back. I
1: often have, I often have, and particularly recently, um, <clears throat> I've been having. Usually on the tube, a lot of existential crises on behalf of other people.
0: (laughs) How nice of you. Like, on
1: behalf of other people. And I'm looking at people and I'm like, these motherfuckers hate their job, right? But then, and this is where it's gone to next level existential crisis, as opposed to, like, these guys hate what they do. But I've been like, not only do these guys hate what they do, but their existence is... To get up in the morning, shower, breakfast, blah, 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 blah. Go to work. Hate the commute because it's stressful as hell, particularly in <laughs> London. Hate the commute. So spend an hour hating your existence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else around and you. And
1: everyone else around you. You go to work doing a job that you mildly enjoy, but it doesn't really fulfill you. You're, and, and after five years doing that job, you kind of go, yeah, I, I've, yeah, it's down, like. I know what I'm doing, like, this is just monotony now, but it pays the bills. Doing that, going home, eating dinner, sitting in front of the TV to actually enjoy something beyond the, the money that you've earned, maybe saving to go on holiday, maybe, you know, spending your money on booze to escape all that stuff, right? Then you go to bed and you do the same thing again. But the where it gets existential, where it really gets existential is I go... Yeah. And these guys are like 25 and they're looking at their life and they go going, this is what I'm going to do till I'm 65 and retire. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. th- what the, like, I, j- I just, I mean, I've gone on record and said, I don't ever want to retire many times, but like this idea that you're going to essentially literally just go into autopilot for another 25, 30 years which by this point is my entire life so far. To go into autopilot for that, to then live the remaining 25, 30 years, like. Uh,
0: the worst part. Of what? It, the, <laughs> the worst part of it is a lot of it is just, uh, it's like a show. It's like I say to my girlfriend, like I always say to her, because it's so weird when you've come out of it and you've kind of done the freelance, you've done the business thing. It's so weird to look back at someone. I'm not saying like, I'm trying to be elitist in any way that, like, Oh, I'm better. Cause I'll oh, look at you. Ha-ha-ha. Oh no, not you, at all. You go not to your all. job. Ha You've got to go on a nine to five, all that sort of stuff. It's just, I sometimes think like, even when I just sh- don't understand
1: it, that's, <laughs> that's it. It's uh, not that uh, it's not a, it's not a, I'm on my pedestal thing. I no. just don't, I don't understand for me. Cause when I go home, I'm like, right now, how can I push forward on what I really want to achieve? Rather than being like, I'm gonna sit in front of the TV till bedtime. Like I don't, I don't understand. I can't. No, but mine is
0: mine is. I think that I'm just like number one. Like even my girlfriend handing her notice to her job, she's so worried about like, oh, what will they think? What do you think my assistant manager's gonna think? Oh, blah blah. Do you think it's the right decision? I'm just like, in the grand scheme of things, of your whole life, this decision is very minimal it doesn't really matter and she gets really annoyed at me she's like you don't care you don't know supportive and whatever else <laughs> but i'm just like you have to kind of break it down to that mm. sort of level that stop taking it as, as seriously yes it's an income and yes you need to make money but then i think sometimes people are held into those jobs because then they'll be like oh, well your head's in the clouds and you're you're not in reality and you, you're just stupid thinking that way not, not everybody can have what you have or have a business or do mm. that and i'm like yes but like I say, your lifestyle is not the fucking what people think as oh, the dream entrepreneurial lifestyle. I'm the, I manage my own time. It's like, I just get by, but it's on my terms. Mm. And I think that's where I just like, I think people are too much, even, even like in late 30s, like I say, okay, some people are becoming more, enlightened or more aware more self-aware and deciding but i still think a lot more people are still stuck in that mentality of i still give a shit that people don't know that i don't have a house or i want people to know that i'm getting married i want people to know that i've had the kid and i don't want people to know that i mean how many of my friends have got divorced like lots (laughs) yeah but they are a bits cut because it's like, okay, I don't know who, who are you doing this for? Like who, who is the one you're this, answering to? This is, this That's is the, the bit thing. that kind of blows my mind.
1: This is the thing. And, and this is actually what I was going to go on to next. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, like, I think part of the reason why we are thinking about this so much and people our age are thinking about this so much. And we started talking about this earlier, but thought we'd save it for the episode is Once you've got past 26, 27, and suddenly 30 is approaching, I think there's a mindset shift that happens on a subconscious level where you suddenly go, right, I've done the education thing. I've done the university thing. I've done everything that was expected of me. I've gone out into the big wide world and realized... It was a false promise, right? And so you then spend the, rem- the remainder of your 20s, your early to mid-20s, really sussing out who you are, what you want, uh, what you don't want, what you love about people, what you hate about people, what you love about life, what you hate about life, what you love about work, what you hate about work. You have really started to get that, l- what they call life experience, right? And then you hit your late 20s and you go, right? what have I learned (laughs) and what do I really, really want? And usually one of the first things to go out the window, I think um, for most people I I'd hope is you stop really giving a fuck about what anybody else thinks about you. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about social dynamics with people and like, um, like the way that, just this idea of just like, I just don't really care anymore. What people think just kind of comes with that age and, uh, dare I say, experience. Or oh, hormones finally like level it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of go, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't dig me, you don't dig me. You know, if you, if you're not my people, you're not my people. And, and you just kind of go, but what do I want? And you really do start thinking about yourself in a, not in a selfish way, but just in a kind of, looking after yourself kind of way a lot more and I think when we're in our early 20s we've got all this pressure well now I've got my degree I've got this and now I'm going to go out and conquer the world and the reality is you ain't really going to do that in your 20s that's for your 30s like um, and I was talking the other day about I look back and I'm like man I wish I had enjoyed my 20s more like I've got just over a year left in my twenties and I'm like, damn, I feel like I wasted those twenties working my ass off, trying to get a career off the ground. And actually I think I should have just let my hair down a little bit more, but then I'm also kind of like, well, maybe I can make up for lost time until I'm 35, you know? Mm-hmm. And just kind of like, cause I know where I'm going. I've, I've learned enough, made enough mistakes now, I think to kind of be like, okay, Now I know that the path that I'm on is the right path and that I'm doing the right thing. And now I can just trust in the process of whatever it is that I'm doing and enjoy and relax more, I think.
0: Yeah, so the crux really of this is like when they say um, millennials fear starting from scratch, it's kind of like, look at that fear. Who do you fear? What do you fear? It's not, I don't think you actually generally fear they're starting something new i think you fear the response or people's from the outside looking in and saying why are you doing that and um, mm-hmm. what's up with you or quarter life crisis something wrong or, yeah
1: i think the starting from scratch thing comes more from i don't want people to think i failed than it necessarily comes or from like to the- be perceived of having a lack of control or you're not very
0: consistent oh that's a bit weird you've changed it's it's kind of the same when I went freelance, it was that kind of external, everyone going, what the fuck are you doing? Like, wh- mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Like, is something up? Are you having a, is there a problem? You don't think you can get a job? Are you scared to get back into a job? Are you trying to go back to live this like youth lifestyle where you don't have any responsibilities? It's like, that's what I think a lot of people are more afraid about. And I think that's where the whole self-awareness and actually just knowing yourself and looking into like i think the minute like you say when it clicks in that you don't have to please anybody and actually no one else's opinion really matters other than your own emotional mm-hmm. opinion and yourself it is totally freeing which again i it's so annoying but gary v always says it it's just yeah. like when you just don't have that pressure of what you put on yourself because i was exactly the same it was mm-hmm. i really wanted to please my parents especially my dad and like i wanted to look like I wanted to prove like, look how good I am, look what I can do. Yeah. And it was all because of that person you're trying to please. It weren't for me. I weren't asking Jen, what do you actually want to do? What makes you happy? It was okay, how do I make sure that the people around me should be happy and should look at me and be satisfied or have pride in what I do mm-hmm. and tell me how proud I make them? It's like but now I'm just like, I don't need anybody to say that shit to me. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice yeah. to say that. But I already know that I'm living on my on purpose, on my for myself. Yeah. And so
1: but isn't isn't it interesting, though? It's it's <laughs> I find it really interesting to see how much things move forward in the direction that you want them to move forward um, when you're not worried about other people's arbitrary tick boxes for you when you're trying to tick those boxes, you're not ticking the boxes that matter for you. And so you're not really moving forward. You're just stagnating. I found that one of the biggest mistakes, and I've said this to you several times, um, one of the biggest mistakes I think I've made in my career over the last seven years is thinking too much about how other people would do things rather than actually doing my career, how I want to do my career. And in the last 18 months, I've made decisions that were the decisions that I was like, this is the right thing to do, which pretty much nobody is telling me is the right thing to do. Uh, nobody's telling me it's the wrong thing to do. I suspect there are people that are thinking that I'm doing the wrong thing, but nobody's actually said, I think you're doing the wrong thing. But equally, nobody's said, yes, that is the right thing to do. Beyond when I said, I feel like it's the right thing to do. And they've gone, well, yeah, well, trust your gut. And interestingly funny enough to what you've said um i have had in the last six months my dad tell me how proud he is of me more than i've had the rest of my life so far because he's like i feel like you are on he's like i feel like you know where you're going and i'm really proud to see that you're he's like you're educating me because you're going on the path that you're going down and you're learning and you're pushing yourself harder it, and and it's interesting how.
0: And I think it is. And I'd, I'd say probably the same with me. My dad said that to me lately, like probably the most. And I think it's because. We think they want a certain thing, but actually all they really want to see is that you're happy and you're yeah. you're motivated. They want to see you fired up. They don't care yeah. that you're going to the office and coming back miserable and knackered and complaining about how tired. They'd rather you be on lower money mm-hmm. or doing something that you just enjoy and they can see it's lighting you up and when you speak to them, you're just so excited to share yeah. that. That's what they care about. They don't and so I just think that we're too obviously coded Mm-hmm. about what t- what the tick boxes are that you think other people like. But actually, especially when people are worried about how their parents may perceive what they do, just understand actually, I think parents most of all want to see you lit up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool. So in summary, I actually... And I actually think, just don't worry about... If you are kind of thinking, maybe I should make a career change, I'm not happy, just fucking... Go all in on what you think you want to do. And the worst case scenario is that you're going to be in a position where you can go back to what you were doing before, really. Ultimately, if you've got enough experience on it, Um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about taking a break. Don't worry about changing direction. And I actually, one thing that I would definitely recommend, seems cliche. I think I feel like we should have a powerful nonsense drinking game, you know, Um, (laughs) because I feel like this would be, Um, a three finger drink Um, but I really would if you are thinking about it considering reading Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It not because of actually what he's talking about in terms of his whole thesis but actually there are stories in there of people who have suddenly out of nowhere made massive career changes um, usually involving things like going all in on youtube or setting up a online business or whatever um and they're like i'm worried because i've got kids and blah blah there's so many different stories and all of them are massive changes in career i don't think there's a single one that isn't Mm -hmm. in there so so i'd recommend that
0: and just accept that like actually making a start from scratch is a hugely brave decision Mm. and if probably all those people that he speaks about in that book that was probably not their first starting from scratch. I think a lot of the time, especially Mm. if entrepreneurial and creative and people who are actually going to get the most out of life is that that is a habit. They are willing to start from scratch, try something new. And I think that's when you're going to get a lot more out of life because things are changing regularly. You're not staying on that sort of consistent path. So yeah, Mm. go for it.
1: Cool. Uh, We're going to wrap it up there. Um, I thought that was, that one was going to get deep. I don't think I was wrong. Um, (laughs) If you have any thoughts on this, or even if you're kind of thinking, I'm thinking I might want to change career to this, but you kind of want a second opinion, send us an email. We'll answer. Um, I'm Wayne at PowerfulNonsors.com. Jeremy's Jem at PowerfulNonsors.com forward slash. Forward slash? slash. spelt cemi was completely <laughs> in my own little world then. So I've never said forward slash on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck's that come from? Just
0: a brain blip. Down That's nowhere.
1: completely like, whew. Um... <laughs> forward slash <laughs> just I
0: think the the blood just finally came out of your bicep and went straight <laughs> to your head
1: yeah um but <laughs> I'm gonna throw a forward slash in there somewhere uh if you could please leave us an iTunes review and we have instructions on how to do that on powerful forward slash review
0: <laughs> I've been forward slash and this is
1: <laughs> <laughs> felt like I saved it there just about just, just about. about it was rocky <laughs> Uh, So thanks very much for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next time. See you later.